following is a message at Living Savior Church in Asheville and Hendersonville, North Carolina. To learn more, go to lsavior.org. A reading from the second part of Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. The word of the Lord. It is undoubtedly the darkest time in our nation's history, a country at war with itself. As families and friends were divided, as fathers, sons, brothers, and other young men were shipped to different parts of our country to the battle lines. It's dark enough that there is war at all. It's darkness upon darkness that a nation, a country would be at war with itself. And at a time like this, you might think, where is there any peace that is going to be found? When people north and south, south to north are so divided where there are families and there are children and there are wives and there are loved ones. There are grandparents who can only sit around and miss their people who are gone, the soldiers who are far away. Where can you find peace in such a dark world like that? And is that not the kind of dark world in which we live? I wonder how dark you might think it was for the shepherds that night. Oh sure, it was dark because they were living out in the fields nearby and it was dark. They're keeping watch over their flocks at night. That's when predators like to come. We learn in other places in the Bible that there were predators that came and little shepherd boy, a thousand years before Luke 2, he had to fend off a lion, he had to fend off a bear. This is when the bad things happen. When the world is seemingly asleep, and those that operate in darkness awake. It's, it's emblematic of the type of world in which we live in. And yet, although they are out on the countryside, they're not in the bustling streets of Bethlehem, that small town. They're certainly not closer to all that is going on in Jerusalem. But they know that their world and their country is not controlled by them, as it was historically, but by the Romans, as we just heard. Caesar Augustus issuing this decree over this entire Roman world, which he controls through death and destruction, through oppression and power, he is doing the best that he can to create peace. But is there really peace? Is there really peace? Maybe it's convenient that they're out in the fields, but 
what other type of darkness do they have going on in their lives? Especially in a world that plays no favorites as it causes darkness to crash up against the shores of our own homes, of our own hearts, and our, and our own lives. Where is there peace to be found in a world like that of the 1860s? In a world like that of the shepherds, or in a world like that of yours? You know, it's interesting as we gather around this Christmas gospel once again, <clears throat> and there are some things that you just know you're going to hear, but then there are also those things that you know that you need to hear. That of everything that seems to be normal in this world, there are certain things that have become so normal and we're just sick and tired of it. We're sick and tired of the things that, are, that remind us of the darkness of this world and the darkness of our own lives and the darkness that other people are facing, and we're sick and tired of it. I mean, it's, it's the status quo, things that have become the norm. And even when we use the words the norm over the last three, four years, it's typically not over things that are positive, things that give us actually peace. In fact, we're typically looking for things to disrupt the norm so that it can take us to a place of solace and serenity, of peace and protection. How dark was it for a world like those people in the 1860s where they're coming across the battle lines of their own countrymen, where such wreckage and such disaster and destruction would happen on even times like Christmas. You can read of things throughout the history books where, whether it's in Massachusetts or in Kentucky, they played no favorites in order to try and move the needle in favor of whichever side. However right or however wrong is not the point. The point is, is look how dark it is that even at a time as Christmas, such onslaughts happen. You don't even have to look at just the Civil War. You can look at World War II. You can look at World War I. And time and time again, there are all these stories of how even at a time like Christmas, what we get to see is not a world that finally recognizes that there's peace outside of this world, but a world that is stuck in the lack of peace within. And we see that in our day. I don't have to remind you of the fact that we live in a very divisive time, that if I were to ask you to give 10 adjectives that describe the norm, the status quo of our country, I don't know if you would give many or even the majority of them that would be positive, and even our own hearts and lives too. Our own hearts and lives are marred with darkness as we view the challenges that we face, whether it's grief because we miss loved ones, or it's pain because of what friends and coworkers have done to us. Whether it's worry and fear because of the economy or how things have not gone well with the company. Whether it's frustration and even anxiety on account of the fractures that exist between family members. And all for what? This darkness just does what? It just continues to pervade and cause more darkness and to affect more people. And, and the world in and of itself will tell people to turn inward or to look here and to look there. And, and there's no solution in sight. Don't take my word for it. As you look back at our country's history and your own personal history, look back at the shepherds. What is their solution? As they come face to face with these beings who reflect the glory of God, the one and only true, like the only reaction they have is, is to be terrified. And it is at that moment that God came to disrupt the norm, the status quo of darkness in this world, and to give them something that is entirely outside of this world. 
It is there in the darkness that our Savior comes to us. This message of good news that a Savior has been born to you. He is most certainly Christ the Lord. And yes, what your God gives to you may sound the same and almost mundane year after year, but it just so happens to meet the challenges, yes, the very dark and dreary challenges that face your life day in and day out. For those shepherds who are living out in fields, what they have is only to be scared of God, and yet God comes to them to bring peace on earth for them and for all. And there's glory in the highest. And this peace that transcends all understanding, it comes down from heaven to earth so that we would behold God. And he would be Emmanuel, God, with us. It's a message that is exactly what the shepherds needed to remind them that although they're living out in these fields and there are many dark times that are going on in the world and there's a lot of darkness that they have in their own hearts, this is a Savior born to them, for them, and he is born to you and for you too. You know, there was one thing that changed the world. That is, the microcosm I'm, I'm speaking, the, the worlds of those people, those soldiers caught in the darkest days of our country's history. There would be people who would be far away from home, and yet echoing throughout the countryside where there are campfires around which sit, would sit soldiers, you'd hear things like, Hark the herald angels sing, peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. You would hear things like, O come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. O come let us adore him, O come let us adore him is God would disrupt what's otherwise a dark and completely dismal time with the echoing reality of peace. Not a peace that we would fight for and win on the battle lines. Not a narrative that we would shout through the loudspeaker or to try to gain traction with online. But something that is entirely outside of this world as God in flesh would come to people like soldiers long ago, shepherds even longer ago, people like sinners, like me, and like you. And it just so happens that as God would bring this peace in Jesus to the world, we can even sing of this peace that God has unveiled to us. Songs that still echo just as those soldiers sang long ago, and these words from the angels which, which resonate in our hearts even to the depths of our souls. And so what is it that God gives to you when he says this Savior is born to you? You see, he gives you the, the perfect disruption that you need. When the world is filled with noise and, and battle lines and narratives and division, and, and, and God disrupts all that with what? Not with a greater volume of all of those things, but with actually the opposite. A voice from heaven, not from earth. Songs from angels, not just from some pop icons. A narrative that transcends our imagination, not some media that is derived from our imagination. Peace, goodwill to you and to all. And so it just so happens that Christmas is exactly where heaven and earth collide. It is where the ultimate strife of sinners meet their savior. It is where the darkness of this broken world is scattered by the shining light of angels who bring heaven's glory to us in Christ. 
Christmas is where the shroud of death is pulled away so that we would only behold the light of life. Christmas just so happens to also be the place where we come face to face with God who is no longer against us so that we would be terrified, but who is entirely for us, who draws us to himself through the sign as we go peer into the manger and there we behold God and we see the eyes of an infant and guess what? In the eyes of that infant, God looks back at us. And when he looks back at us, he does not see those who he wants to send far away, to be lost in the darkness and the dreary condition of this world, but to be rescued entirely from it. And it just so happens that it doesn't matter who you are. You can be the most important person in the world of the people you know. You can be the person that everyone looks to. You can, you can be a nobody. You can be young. You can feel like you're lost. You can be still trying to find yourself. You can be searching out what you're gifted at. You, you could be anybody. You could be a, I don't know, how about a shepherd? Who's living out in fields and probably smells like it. And God would come to people like that? Most certainly to prove that you are not outside the realm of God's grace. For there is no limit to the reach of his grace, no ceiling to the height of his love, and no basement to the depths of his mercy in Christ for you. And so God gives us exactly the disruption we need at Christmas. Peace. True and lasting peace. For those who look far and long to try and find God, who search wide and far, who are scouring to the heights and to the depths, can look for God and never find him. But God then points to the baby who's wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger because this is how God would not send us searching for him, but how God would send his son, not just to find us, but to save us. So that we in Christ and God with us would be at one. Wrapped up together in him, just as the son of God is wrapped in flesh, so too we would be part of this eternal relationship that God has won for us in Christ a peace that is bigger than this world. It transcends understanding. This is exactly what God gives you to disrupt the darkness and the mundanity of life. No matter how dark the history might be for you or for anyone or for us collectively, no matter how dark this year has been, no matter how dreary and fearful your upcoming year might be, the Savior born to you is for you. And he is Christ the Lord. Merry Christmas.